Welcome to Domestic Chaos on Burr Beard. It took us watching Greatest Beer Run on Apple TV last week, where the unlikely hero of the story carried a knapsack full of bud to 1960s Vietnam to thank his buddies from the New York City neighborhood and see his politics dramatically change. He came back from the war-torn scene having experienced danger and traumatic sights to tell his bar friends this was a war of chaos that was way out of control. Although Dan Rather told of baby boomers reaping all the benefits of World War II's greatest generation, I feel the book was a snub against my generation who witnessed a war that was never about saving the world, but perpetrating an ongoing barrage of death in three Southeast Asian countries against a people who only wanted independence. General Westmoreland in Hearts and Minds said, these people don't value life. We witness political assassinations, a disgraced president, deep recession in inflation, and civil rights violence and progress. Many of us went to college, yes, thanks to our parents' sacrifices, to try to make sense of this new world. Now we face another new corrupt world of politics full of lies, misinformation, and conspiracy theories. These sorry people take us back beyond McCarthy and Goldwater eras to wage war at home between two extremely different sides, the red and blue people. What will generations to come learn of this fiasco if we get out of this mess alive? Well, the January 6th Select Committee's last but most important hearing was postponed from last week indefinitely, but that doesn't mean its members haven't been busy. Oath Keepers planned to throw Trump under the bus at a trial this week. Members were shown to have connected with Roger Stone on January 6, 2021, for the January 6th hearing. Roger Stone said, let's get right to violence in new documentary film footage. And links to his involvement in the January 6th insurrection are revealed as the committee ID'd his phone number in Manhattan Madam Call Logs. Trump went to the Supreme Court to block the DOJ from investigating his Mar-a-Lago documents, but in a correction, the New York Times says he only actually asked the court to let the special master review the sensitive documents. I want my documents back, railed Trump over his National Archives documents. The rant came on the Truth Social platform. The revelation that Trump himself reportedly packed initials 15 boxes returned to the National Archives could strengthen the GOJ should it choose to prosecute the case. The Hill reports that, quote, the fact that he packed them is very significant because I imagine the Justice Department is trying to resolve how much evidence they have that Trump knew about and was personally invested in hiding the document. That from Ryan Goodman, co-director of the Reese Center on Law and Security at NYU. Raw Story reports that former FBI agent Frank Figluzzi tore into Trump's motion for the Supreme Court to shut down review of classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago, in particular aiming at his lawyer's assertion that the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals lacked the standing to limit what a lower court special master could look at. The interview on MSNBC reports that Nicole Wallace said that the FBI investigation is walled off. They know exactly what's missing, and getting back to it is the only way you can, you can commence the action after damage assessment.
Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene is at it again. At a Trump rally, she claimed that Democrats have begun killing Republicans, who says these creeps are not trying to incite violence. Meanwhile, Virginia students planned last Tuesday to walk out under protest of their Governor Yunkin's recent transgender policies. A new documentary produced by Caddy Kay will stream from the BBC this weekend. It's called Trump, the Comeback, with interviews uh, of people from both sides of the argument. In economic news this week, OPEC in Russia has agreed to cut oil production by 2 billion barrels a day. The New York Times relates that Saudi Arabia and Russia's action is the first large production cut in more than two years. President Biden and European leaders have urged more oil production to ease gas prices and punish Moscow for its Ukrainian aggression. Now Republicans will criticize Biden for gas price issues over this. Also, the Federal Reserve is trying to tame inflation without wrecking the economy. Their delicate balance is to slow down inflation without causing a recession. The Fed is doing the opposite of a typical response to the problem by stimulating the economy and creating more jobs. But going an opposite route, the Fed's attempts to cool the labor market is risky. Right now there are more jobs than, than employees and companies are paying higher wages to be more competitive. The Fed has raised interest rates five times to increase the cost of borrowing money. The goal? More expensive loans will result in less investment, then less business expansion, then fewer jobs, then lower pay, then less inflation. Now, the Times says there are hints that the Fed's moves are working. Check out the online newspapers and The Hill, the National Independent News Source, for more information. But what about inflation and the theory that we don't need to curb inflation, we only have to print more currency? My old high school friend Duane and I were talking about that this week, and I said, remember when we had the gold standard and printed currency actually meant something? He said, well, what you mentioned is called modern monetary theory. Researching this further, I found the theory of monetarism, while central banks play an important part in taming inflation by setting interest rates, they don't have all the tools necessary to get inflation down, particularly when some of the dynamics driving price increases will not respond to changes in interest rates. Writer Adam Tuzzi points out, monetary policy can improve bottlenecks in the supply of microchips, which are driving car prices higher, or increasing the supply of gas, even when monetary policy is effective in getting inflation down, there's always the risk that the central bank overshoots its aims and pushing the economy into a recession, as a growing number of policymakers worry may happen today. This claim harks back to Milton Freeman's famous dictum that inflation is, quote, always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. The monetarist theory that Friedman advocated and which became very influential in the 1970s and early 1980s, assumed the solution to inflation was to limit the expansion of the money supply. What's wrong with this idea? American banker Henry Wallach famously responded to Friedman's statement by saying, quote, Inflation is a monetary phenomenon in the same way that shooting somebody is a ballistic phenomenon. 
In other words, an excess of money may be partly to blame for inflation, but if you want to truly solve it, you need to understand the underlying causes of the problem. This all from the conversation closes with, so the next time a politician tries to sell you on a quack monetarist remedy for our current inflationary woes, ask them if they're willing to make us all pay the cost of another historic economic blunder. Turning to the local beat, Stephen Colbert last week posted out Doug Mastriano's struggling poll numbers. At that point, the bizarre Pennsylvania governor's candidate charged women who violate an abortion ban with murder. Colbert showed that Mastriano's poll numbers were down by 10% and that a rally almost nobody came. Then Mastriano said he wants to ban pole dancing at a rally. How sick is the man? And finally, John Fetterman has a new TV ad out, setting the record straight on GOP Oz ads, claiming that he let hardened criminals out of jail. Here's the audio of that ad. I'm a county sheriff, veteran, and Pennsylvanian. I'm sick of Oz talking about John Fetterman and crime. Here's the truth. John gave a second chance to those who deserve it. Nonviolent offenders, marijuana users. He voted with law enforcement experts nearly 90% of the time. He reunited families and protected our freedom. And he saved taxpayer money. John Fetterman has the courage to do what's right. Dr. Oz doesn't know a thing about crime. He only knows how to help himself. This is John Fetterman, and I approve this message. It's amazing how Roger Stone started Republican lies and dirty tricks back with the Nixon campaigns. So that's domestic chaos for this go-round. Thanks for listening. The show is produced by Burr Beard and, and lots of friendly influences. Theme music by Devilish Mary. Remember, get out and vote next month. Take care and be cool.